Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Welcome back to the Fabulous Five. This is Kathleen L. with Claudette, Sarah, Catherine, and Whitney. We are here to bring you about clearing your space today. Have you ever thought about clearing your space and what that really means? No, it does not mean just cleaning your bathroom or mopping your floors. Cleaning your space means clearing your space energetically, internally, with the people that you surround yourself with, and even in your workplace. So we're here to share some of those experiences that we've all had and would love to just start with one of you ladies. Go ahead and um, tell us how you clear your space. Wow, this is a really deep topic. I love that we're talking about this today because it's got so many different meanings. I think we could talk about it just like you said, energetically, right? We all know how we feel when your mind is just so cluttered and bogged down. For me, I'm often feeling out of control in that moment. I can also kind of find myself falling into when I feel out of control, fear coming up, like the fear of, you know, what am I forgetting? What am I not doing? What mistakes could I make? Those kind of things cross my mind for sure. But we can also talk about physical things as far as like getting organized in your life and getting your space organized. So I think that's another way to talk about it. And then, you know, outside of energetically, emotionally. So you mentioned, you know, how are we feeling emotionally? Are we feeling like we need to clear ourselves emotionally? And what are we doing for that? And one of my rituals that I've talked about from time to time is I used to never, ever take a bath. I was always in a hurry. The time is of the essence. I had to get out the door. So a shower was really clear. Did you bathe? You did bathe, though, just to be clear, right? <laughs> Thank you shower. for clarifying that. Shower. Sorry, I couldn't resist. I love you. You took that two-minute shower. Time is of the essence. Shower. You did bathe. <laughs> I'm very but glad that you clarified that. Bath, let's be real. Or that's how I felt. But now, yeah. one of the ways that I clear myself emotionally, spiritually, is definitely taking a salt bath. And during that time, I take the time to meditate. I've figured out the combination of the two, which believe it or not, it's fairly hard to meditate in a bath. It's harder than you would think because there's other things going on that are distractions. But it has been so healing for me, and it's just a really nice way to clear my mind, start my day, and then I take a quick shower afterwards because I want to get that salt off of me, right? I don't want to go through the day feeling acidic or having too much on my skin. So 
that is one ritual I use as far as just taking some time, slowing down a little bit and, and getting out of my head and back into my heart because that's where I need to be. And clearing the clutter from my head really starts with self-care and meditation. And that's self-care too. When I'm taking care of my mind and my heart and my body, that has been one ritual that has really been new to me this year, but been very impactful. Yeah. Um, And like Sarah says, that's a great point. Sarah brought up the fact that she clears her head through meditation and taking a bath and clearing her energy. And I might put it out to you as a listener If your head is bogged down and full of clutter, is your space cluttered too or vice versa? Do you find that your space is cluttered and then you find that you're a little chaotic? Anybody have anything to share with that? Whitney, you wanted to jump in there? That's interesting because we did an exercise a couple of months ago, right? I think in the program that we're in, the month theme was clearing away the clutter. And it was exactly that. It was not just the physical, but the emotional and the spiritual and all of that. But the initial was to start with your space. And there is something to be said about once you clear your space physically, it allows you to be a little clearer emotionally, creatively. And I, and I think mostly about my office when things are piled up and in my field of vision and I am distracted by what's going on around me, I can't be as creative in my thinking as I need to be for the things that I'm doing. So being someone who clears away the clutter regularly is important. It would be better if I didn't allow the clutter, but I, I, I'm not going to go there. I'm not even going to... Let yourself off the hook for that. I'm not even going to pretend I'm going to try that, but I will clear it away. And I do notice immediately there's like this woo-saw moment, right? And I can go, okay, now I can think, I can create, you know, writing in particular, And then the other thing, like Sarah, having a ritual that helps to clear my mind, I journal. And so I will find myself, I write in my journal every day. Sometimes it's not very deep. It's just some things that are floating or things that I want to remember that happened on a particular day. But then there are times when I really need to just get stuff off my chest or out of my head and I'll write for pages and pages and pages and it helps to get that out so that it is not blocking me in my relationships. It's not blocking me and my ability to think clearly and to be responsive rather than reactive. So I don't do salt baths. I like that, Sarah. I think I'm going to include that, That's throw some, some lavender oils into that. And and I'm going to give that one a try. There's a lavender Epsom salt that you can use. Awesome. Too. It's beautiful. Rose is good, too. It's beautiful. <clears throat> there you go. Yeah. But and with, for those... And Glass of wine and a candle. Go ahead. I like that too. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. And for those of you who don't have baths, there is a salt scrub that you can use that has essential oils in there. And that's what I use for as shower as well. Sarah, what are you going to say? 
Whitney, I love that you said that about journaling. I'm not a huge journal person, but I do, when I'm working on a project, do something called a mind dump. Mm. And so I can relate to what you're talking about and that a lot of times I'll just dump into a page and then I go back and organize the project that I'm I'm thinking about and pull out the big pieces. And I think that's something I could add. Like, why can't I put a journal in the bathtub? right next to it, you know, like why maybe I I could be putting things down every day and dumping a little bit, maybe before I meditate. So I can go deeper even. That's beautiful. And that's one of those things I actually do before meditation is to, is like, get that stuff out. Right. Mm. It's so because your mind is racing and while I'm not meditating, trying to get a, you know, a blank slate, you know, I meditate a little differently than that attempt. But when there are things going on, it's harder to be able to keep coming back to, you know, the physical sensation or whatever I'm focusing on. And so I will dump, get things out or come into my office and I have a business journal. I have my personal journal. I've got, you know, a planner, but got probably way too many tools, but <laughs> I um, I can get that stuff out of my head and then just then do what needs to be done. Sorry, Catherine, I keep interrupting you. I love, I love what both of you are talking about because you're each talking about tools of, of jumping or clearing out our space, right? Like we, like what Sarah's talking about with her dump list on projects, that's one way to organize and manage our life, mm-hmm. our business, our to-do lists, our you know, how many of us are just so over these long to-do lists that are pages and pages long, right? So what Sarah's talking about is a method where you just have a dump list, right? And I'm a person, kind of one of my go-to disempowering emotions is overwhelm. And when I'm feeling that, I go, and I call my dump list the capture list. I go, I got to create this capture. I do the weekly I do them most days to go, okay, because priorities in my day are always shifting. So I've got a few businesses I'm managing and lots of different things going on. So like I do these, these daily dump lists, or I call them capture lists, like I just mentioned. So it's a great way and tool that you go and you prioritize. You look at what can I delegate to other people? What's most important today? And then I schedule it right? I actually put it in my calendar because I know it's getting done. And then sometimes if it doesn't get done, I can just move it to the next day. It's a great life management system tool, Sarah. And then Whitney, what you're talking about is a dumping or journaling of our emotional, our spiritual, right? Stuff that's going. Because if you think about when I was thinking about this topic, clearing our space, we have so much stuff coming our way every day, whether it's like, literally like tasks of life and work stuff, emotional stuff coming our way, spiritual stuff, the physical stuff. So you think about all these different categories of life. We have all this stuff coming our way, just filling it up. And then it's like, all right, we've got to purge. We've got to look at these different areas of our life and clear it out and use some of these tools like we're talking about. What's so interesting is that we've all talked about, you've all talked about your emotional state and your physical space. However, what we haven't talked about, I think Claudette could probably add a little to this, is the energetic space of where, have you ever walked into a room and you feel like the life is being sucked out of you, just like the room is negative, you don't feel comfortable, there's just something there 
that's your energetic space and where sometimes just people around you are energetically drawing from you. So Claudia, do you have anything to add about that? I've got a couple of things on that. We all have the ability. We are made in the image of creation. We're very, we're powerful in that way. That's how we were created. So when you walk into a space and something doesn't feel quite right, understand that you are protected, become one with the truth, ask to be shielded from that, and you are. If you doubt that it works, remove the doubt because it does work. So just, I would say, do that. Everything is energy and everything is frequency. Everything. And so the only thing you're picking up on, we're all like receivers, every part of our being. So ancient teachings talk about the crown of thorns upon our head, which are receptors that literally go around our whole entire head. The American Indian, they wouldn't cut their hair because they wanted to be in touch with intuition. And when they cut their hair, this was well known in World War One and Two that they weren't as intuitive, they didn't pick up on as much when they cut their hair. Like we are living, walking receivers. This is how you can think of someone and they call you, which that actually happened to me just three days ago. Somebody I haven't talked to in two years. I was like, I wonder how he's doing, how his wife is doing. Old coaching client, boom, calls me. And so that's who we are. So keeping that space, understand that you do not have to be subject So this is taking authority now, stepping into your rightful place of authority. You don't have to be subject to a frequency that causes disruption in your peace. And so that's the one thing that I would say with your intention and just by asking, you can receive this. Ask for the protection, believe it, receive it. It is that simple. Your mind's going to want to make it harder to where you have to take a class or something. But this is how easy it is. Secondly, though, I want to bring up something. I think the biggest gift that we can give anyone is the space and freedom to be themselves in a conversation, in how they show up without judgment, you know, in withholding any comments or things that would collapse their space. And instead of having the need to be right, have the need to learn and discover that person at a deeper level. It's the highest level of honor you can give someone when they are talking. When people decide to spend time with you, it's the highest gift they can give you. There is no other gift. They can't get their time back and it's priceless. We're going through this life and if you spend a few days with me, I can't, you can't get that back. And so I want to honor you for what you're giving me. And so it's giving that, it's creating that space for everyone to kind of show up authentically and feel safe to be who they are. To me, that's mm. the best gift you could give me. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's beautiful, Claudette, because, you know, one of the things I was going to speak to was actually how there's energy that gets attached to you as well. And energy, you, energy doesn't die. Energy becomes renewed. And we can choose how, if we feel like someone's energy is stuck with us, they're stuck on our body, it's not only the truth method where you can easily come to truth that their energy doesn't belong there. There's also a process where you can just see the divine light, the source light, God light, whatever light you choose to call that, that is the source of energy that flows through us. You can feel that flowing through the crown of your head and actually visualize at the bottom of your feet, you have open doors at the bottom of your feet. So any energy that doesn't belong to you, doesn't is not a part of you, is being flushed out from that 
that divine light. And it's just like a process of just going down into the ground and being transformed. Another way is cutting. Yeah. Another way is just cutting cords. You know, you don't have to have, if you feel like there's a, an energy that you just don't want to be attached to you, an old boyfriend, an argument with a parent, you know, you can cut those cords and just give that back to them. You don't have to carry their energy. Yes. Yes. No, I love that. And if anyone doesn't understand how to cut cords, there's different rituals to do that. You can Google it. How I do it is I, I just close my eyes, visualize a cord and ask spirit of truth to cut it. And that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can do it any, you know, any way that works. So it is effective and actually is cut. I feel like we are powerful enough, be it unto you, according to what you believe, we are powerful enough at the simple thought of it being cut. It is cut. If something is resistant and you still feel it, there is, from my experience, truth you need to be able to release it. You might be holding on to it. It could be a subconscious thing. Kathleen, do you have anything to add to that? I have a quick question, Kathleen, sure. real quick before, to, just not to interrupt you, but to interrupt you. How do, you were talking about energy being stuck on us. How do we know when there is an energy that is stuck on us? I have Go a ahead, perfect Sarah. example. Yeah. It, yeah. Have you ever had that friend that you've had some discourse with, right? Whether you're right or whether you're wrong, you're just constantly spinning in your head about it. It won't let go. You can't get over it. Every time you think about it, you know, your heart jumps a little bit. You feel a little sick in the stomach. And it goes, sometimes can go on for weeks and months. You haven't resolved the problem, but their energy is stuck. And you're stuck in that space where you just can't get past. And a lot of times people would say, hey, let's talk about it and we can get past it, which is a decision, right? But I'll leave it at that. For me, Catherine, that's kind of how it feels when I'm I'm feeling energetically stuck with someone or they can't move past it. I'm sure there are a thousand other examples, but I can most recently relate to that. That's a great example, Sarah. There's other examples that people probably wouldn't even think of unless you're in the healing worlds <laughs> or yeah. world. And that would be just, you have a pattern that you've read a bunch of self-help books. You've gone to the personal development things. You've, you've done things to try to change the pattern and the pattern con- continues to exist. Oftentimes that pattern's based on energy from past lives, from lineage here and your agreement. It's agreement. It's, it's go ahead, Claudette, you can continue to speak on it, but it's it's sometimes you don't even, yeah, no, please do. It's like, you can, you don't even know what it is. And sometimes there's energy there and there's ways to work through that. Yeah, it could be an agreement, a simple thought where someone says something, you go, yeah, I agree. You know, you just agree with it. It creates an agreement. This is not to concern everyone. So I say, let's just simplify it. If you have your peace, your love and your power intact, you're good. Anything that takes that away or, you know, a thought will come. I know that I lost a couple of friends in February and they kept coming to me, coming to me. So all I said is what do I believe that allows them to keep coming to me? And when they would come to me, I would bless them and send them love. Just, I would bless them and send them love. So they got blessed a lot. And once I got the belief, then I was willing to allow that healing 
I was like, okay, now what's the truth and send that healing through my heart and they don't come to my, you know, that's how you know though. Like if it keeps coming to your consciousness, the thoughts, whatever our thoughts are, are what is in our soul. It always rises up, you know? So that's how we know if we're feeling our peace, love and power has been disrupted. When you're in fear, you're not in flow. So when you're in fear, you're in your head and you're in flow, you're in your heart. And when you're in fear of something or someone or something's happening, like Sarah, you mentioned a friend, you know, discourse with a friend, there's energy involved. We are all energy. The desk that you're sitting at, the computer you're looking at, the hair that we have, Claudette, you mentioned that early shamans use, actually have ceremonies around the cutting of their hair. Yes. Because there's so much energy within your hair. So longstanding traditions on how energy flows through us and sticks with us. (laughs) And we have the power around that. But we can also transmute it because that's how powerful we are. We can transmute and shift the frequency of any energy because that's who we are. We just have to, you know, say, okay, what do I need to believe that can get, allow me to remember this and step into that power. Clear out our space to open up room for new things is the thought that just came from me. And our bodies let us know. Our bodies Well, and I think that that's really relevant for, you know, the ladies and gentlemen out there that are dating. Because I've said a lot of times where someone's hanging on to someone and they are not letting go of that relationship. I have a friend who never made his ex-girlfriend move out of his house. And I mean, like for six years, she's lived there. Now, of course, they're in separate (laughs) bedrooms and they're definitely not together. But it would be my recommendation to clear your space, to open yourself up for a new relationship. How can another woman possibly feel comfortable that his ex is still living in his house? So he can say, I am sure he has a great story about it. I am sure he can justify why he's doing what he's doing. He's a smart man, but is he really available for another person in his life in that setup? No. So, you know, when we think about clearing spaces, there's a lot of ways that it can uh, apply to our lives. You know, Sarah, that's a good point. And as I was listening, particularly to Claudette and Kathleen, it dawned on me that it starts with this sense of self-awareness. And and Catherine had asked the question, and I was wondering the same question. It's like, well, how do you know that you have this, uh, you know, some energy or something stuck on you or that you need to clean your physical space or whatever? And I love the, the concept of using sort of your piece as a measuring stick, but... I would like to ask you ladies, we live in a society, particularly here in America, where the status quo is not being at peace, right? Our go-to emotion is being unpeaceful, (laughs) distracted. (laughs) (laughs) Help me with some words here. It's being distracted. It's, It's not being at peace. And therefore, we are uncomfortable sometimes when we have a moment of peace because it's so foreign. And I think, you know, despite some of the bigger issues in this coronavirus situation that we're in, right, not 
talking about the economy and jobs and that stuff. But when you get to what disrupts or how we feel, if you never have a moment of downtime and all of a sudden you have this downtime and you can't get comfortable in it, Right. Because it's such a foreign thing because our society is just so go, go, go. Then you don't really have the opportunity to get some self-awareness about the energy that is happening or not happening in your life. And so I'm wondering if you guys have any thoughts or suggestions on maybe the step before Right. Which is how do I even get some self-awareness that it's an issue because I'm so used to it being some other way. I don't know what my peace being disrupted feels like because I never feel peace. Well, not me, not me. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think if honestly, if the you, the listener, you're listening to this right now, you're in the right place because you are now sitting in a space of trying to find peace. So good for you. I'm glad that you're here. And I think the first place where you could probably figure out if the coronavirus is bothering you or not, not COVID, which the energy of COVID in a lot of places is anxiety and fear and irritation and upset. And that energy can flow out as well and affect you. So it cannot even be your energy. It could be that energy. And so if you're all of a sudden finding yourself a little more irritated, a little more frantic, a little more anxious, a little more depressed than you normally are, then reflect back and just all you have, I mean, really, truly all for me, from my perspective, all we have to do, close our eyes, breathe in, Follow our breath down to our heart, follow it out, follow it back down to your heart, and that's where you start to find peace. That's all it takes from the very beginning. I knew you were going to say breathe. I knew, I knew that's where you... <laughs> and, and it's such a... It's, it's so simple. It's beautiful. And it is absolutely a great place, the great place to start, which is and you can one do it that anywhere. just stop, right? Is just stop, what, whatever it is, whatever you're thinking, whatever you feel, just stop and breathe and, you can do and it in go a meeting. from there. You could do it in a meeting. You can do it on Zoom. You can, can do, I it do it, when it right you're, now. You're, 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 well, go ahead. I dare you. <laughs> you can do it when your kids are screaming yes. at you, you know, crying, screaming, I want lunch. Breathe, breathe. You it's, know, the remembering, right? Yeah, exactly. When we, because we're spirit and we're this human side. The human side does get caught up in the emotional spin of things. If we have beliefs that are on the frequency of fear, we will experience all the waves of fear. It, you know, whatever frequency we're on, we're transmitters. These waves are going in, they go out. This is how we, we're all interconnected. And so if we're on a frequency that is matching what is coming in, understand this, you can shift your frequency. That's how powerful you are. And I don't know, you know, Claudette, I don't know how to do that. Start with what Kathleen said, because it's all going back to who you truly are 
in spirit, in your true identity and remembering. And you can say, I choose to have peace. I choose to not participate in the script that is playing out in front of me right now. Or I release this script that's playing out. So there's all these energy and wavelengths and people get caught up in the emotion of it. You can choose to be in it or not. You might have a belief that drives you into it. If that's happening, let yourself off the freaking hook. Go easy on yourself. Create the space for yourself to grow. We collapse the space for even our growth. We judge ourselves, which collapses the space. So drop the judgment Pat yourself on the head and go, thank goodness for the awareness now and stop beating yourself up, you know, because we've got to step into remembering who we are and creating the space for our journey and our evolution and our human awakening. Mm -hmm. And it's okay if you mess up. It's okay if it's not perfect. We love you and you can get there. Just choose truth, choose to awaken, choose to remember. And this is the journey. Just create the space for yourself. Journey. And I'll just add, Whitney, to your awesome question a minute ago. I mean, we can feel in our body, right? We have empowering emotions, right? Like joy, love, gratitude, excitement, fun, passion, right? And then there's disempowering emotions. My go-to, like I mentioned earlier, overwhelm, turmoil, right? feeling drained. So you'll feel this in your body. And that is a great indicator. You'll feel it about like, I look around right now in my little home office here, I got piles everywhere. Going back to our conversation earlier, it gives me tension in my body. I go, I know I got to fix this later. It's on my list, right? It's on my dump list, Sarah. And so, or you may feel it in a relationship where you walk away and you're feeling drained or, you know, like I had a relationship about a year ago, dear friend, I had to begin to love her at a distance because I was always leaving feeling drained. And like, it was all about her and just, it's just this feeling, right? Mm -hmm. So clearing out our space, I think it's really important to just pay attention to how we're feeling because usually if it's disempowered, it's not serving you. Right. So take an inventory of your life. So what is not serving me? What's making me feel disempowered? Write it down, right? And then that's a great start to just start to acknowledge it. And then you could start to make some decisions. Do I need to have this at a distance or is there something I can do to make it better? This is something I want in my life. How do I make this better so I do feel peace like Claudette, Kathleen are talking about. No, I, I agree with everything you guys have said. And so my concern for you, our listener, is simply that you don't let the, the chronic nature of tension or anxiety, because that is the way it is, keep you from stopping to ask the questions. And maybe the question is, can it be another way? Whatever it is I'm feeling, can it be another way? Or do I want it to be another way? And that just because it is what it is in this moment doesn't mean it has to be that way 
in the next moment, right? That you do, just as Catherine just said, you, you get to choose. You get to choose whether or not you want to, whatever you're feeling, whatever your go-to, you know, disempowering belief is or your go-to suffering is, that you can choose to feel a different way, that you can choose a different level of energy in your physical body, in your space, emotionally, spiritually, whatever. Yeah. Sarah, did you want to uh, add to that? You looked like you were ready to say something again. It is a choice. And I think that is the topic of conversation for today. Really clearing your spaces is a choice. And, you know, when we did have that exercise a couple of months ago, we all made a choice to take action. And so it doesn't just happen. You do have to put a little effort into it and you do have to be, you have an awareness and you have to take action. It's not going to happen on its own. I know that when I moved offices and cleaned up my space and my husband's space, you know, things began to come in to my life. And I was able to receive more business and I was able to handle more because I had opened it up. And, um, but that was a, you know, I took action and it's something I thought about for a year. Why did I wait? What the heck's wrong with me? What are we waiting for? Let's do it now. Now that I've got that freedom, I want to do it again in other places in my life. I love that you can see like the physical effects of how you cleared your space, like physically, and now, and you've opened space for the universe, for God, our creator, to allow that manifesting that you're doing to come in. Claudia, do you have any last comments here before we close up on this? You know, like Sarah said, she goes, why did I wait? Well, you know what? You just did. Mm. And it's no big deal. We make a big deal out of things that are freaking no big deal. We regret things we should have done. We regret what we would have done. Blah, blah, blah. And that, that, I mean, I'm just like, it collapses the space. So you know what? Go easy on yourself. And as long as we just choose to grow, we're, we're moving forward. That's it. And, and you know what? Do the best you can in that moment with where you are at a conscious level, with where you are at growth, with where you are everywhere and go, you know what? There's a lot going on here. I tell everyone, it's almost like we're programmed. It's almost like there's all these things happening and we have to become aware of them first. So let yourself off the hook. And you know what? I saw the pictures of your clear space and you rocked it out of the park. So thank you. Yes. Yes. What a great way to, yeah. What a great way to end that this episode. And just in summary, just take action. I think that's the first thing that, that one of the things I, I would love to end on is take action. Clean out that drawer in the nightstand beside your bed and see how you feel. Just start there. And now, as Sarah mentioned, when you clean your space, physical space, it clears the clutter in your head. And as you clear the clutter in your head, you can start to clear the energy within your body. And when you clear the energy in your body, you start to attract in more of what you want, not what you did have, not not what you don't want. Mm. So, you know, you can journal, you can breathe, take a salt bath. Some of the other things that we talked about is your capture list. You know, Catherine said your capture list and meditation and yeah, there are a number of ways that we all 
clear our space and clearing your space is more than just your bedroom or your office. And we'd love to have you just share with us how you plan on clearing your space on the comments below and in our social media, share what's happening with you. And we cannot wait to have you join us next week when Whitney shares, every woman has the relationship she wants. Now, this is going to be a really good topic because some of us agree and some of us don't. So this is going to be a live one. Thank you for joining us. This is again, Kathleen, Sarah, Catherine, Whitney, and Claudette. Have a great day, everyone. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.